Okay, I'm here with Heather and Daniel, who were both at the demonstrations in Sacramento on this past Friday, May the 1st. And I'll let each of you introduce yourselves and sort of tell us a few words about why you were there, why you thought that was important. Um, go ahead, Heather. Um, I was there just to be a witness. I, I wasn't sure if I was gonna go until the night before uh, when, uh, the parks were still closed and my son couldn't use his drone on the local soccer field that our tax dollars pay for. And uh, so I just decided to go down around noon um, and I was there to record, see what was happening, how big the crowds were in comparison to a week and a half ago and what the response was. And it was very different. So, but I'll let Daniel introduce himself first. Sure. Hey, my name is Daniel. Um, I, my wife and I went and um, we kind of set up the day. My my parents were going to watch our kids for the day. My wife and I are just going to have a nice day together. Um, I went, I remember telling people, oh, we're just going to go have fun and, you know, wave our signs and wave our flags and, and just kind of, for me, it's like an opportunity to um, kind of vent and like get some frustration out in a way. Um, just go to the rally it just feels good to express yourself and you know that that was really my motivation for going just for something to do and, and a way to um to just express myself have fun and, and make a fun day out of it with my wife you know okay and so then um just if the two of you can sort of tell us what happened you want to go ahead heather or? Um, so I can say that as I came up, um, the crowd, the, the car traffic, it appeared to me that everything was about three times as big as it was the Monday before last. Um, so I guess two weeks ago today, um, three times as much cars. It took me, I had to park four blocks away. Whereas the last time I was able to park one block away, um, and and then when I approached the Capitol grounds, the crowds were two to three times as big as they were before. Uh, the really strange thing was as I'm walking up, um, you know, I thought it had started at noon, but it did start earlier. I found out later that there were dozens, hundreds of police in hanging out on the on the grounds. And I've never seen that before. And in my live feed, I I make a note of it like, whoa where did all of these people come from? And there, there's, you know, where, where did the police officers come from? There's never been a presence, a police presence like that before. Um, and so pretty much at that point, then I found a friend who had her kids and she told me that um, she had talked to CHP and asked about, uh, you know, how long she could stay up front with the Capitol steps because there's a huge crowd up there. And he said he couldn't confirm or deny that they were going to use tear gas or not. And uh, that it was probably a good idea if she took her kids further away, just in case. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, not coronavirus. <clears throat> I'm under a tree outside. Um, so anyway, so at that point, I just, I, I stayed towards the back with her to just kind of watch. And like I said, record things um, for people. I had somebody from Hungary following and Hungary, they haven't been able to express themselves at all. And he was so grateful for the live feed and was sharing it with the rest of his friends in Europe. So, um, 
so I think I'm going to stop there and let Daniel talk because I know he was on the front line up on the Capitol steps closer than I was and let him talk about kind of how that whole police order started. Sure. Thanks. Um, but yeah, you're right. When we walked down um, to get to the Capitol, I, everyone was just like, what are all these cops doing here? I mean, they had cops basically almost shoulder to shoulder around the entire Capitol. So we're talking hundreds of police officers or CHP. And, um, but yeah, I think uh, the first like 30 minutes between like 12 to 1230, I don't have the exact timeline down, but it was totally chill. People are having fun. Um, I didn't feel any sense of like, oh my God, what are people doing? Or, or this is going to get out of control. Um, it was kind of like what I was thinking it was going to be. It was just fun, you know. I, I did a Facebook Live, just kind of walked around, looked at people's signs, you know, no big deal. Um, and then, as Heather was saying, I was, my wife and I just kind of, not by intention, we just kind of ended up toward the, the steps of the Capitol and um, just seemed like something to do, you know. There was space up there and we just kind of found ourselves up there. So, um, yeah, and next thing you know, here comes a like a couple hundred police officers come out of the building, and then they create like a human barrier in front of the Capitol, and then also down the sides. Um, so they basically made like a C shape. They kind of like enclosed us inside of like a C shape human barrier, and then they all had their batons out, um, you know, at their waist basically, right, um, parallel with the ground, and and then. <laughs> and then people started feeling agitated. You know, you could, if you watch the videos, you could, you could hear the volume, right. Just kind of rise up, right. As all these cops came out and people are kind of panicking even a little bit. And then that's when you start to see some altercations as far as like, um, I saw a woman just having a very difficult time with a few officers in the front and then later on, her daughter was screaming at one of these cops. I got all that on video. Um, so that's when it, that's when like it started escalating. And it wasn't like we did something like, oh, this and this happened. Therefore, all the cops came out. It wasn't like that at all. We were just existing, right? We were just having fun with our signs, etc. And then here they came. So they initiated that part, if if you want to look at it that way. Did you see, um, when all this was going on, did you see any actual violence? Did you see anyone get hit or thrown to the ground or anything? No, I didn't. I didn't. I saw, I saw a woman get what I would say kind of, cause you know, when, when they arrest, when they did their arrests, then they, they snatch you, right? They grab you by the shoulder, grab you by the arm and they just tug you through the line onto their side of the line, basically. Right. Um, so that's about as, violent and, and when they so different. you actually witnessed the arrests mm -hmm. a couple and of them yeah. what um was there anything that preceded the arrest could you see why they were arresting those particular people um the ones that i saw i would say that the reason that they arrested is because they were not moving back so they were they were telling them to move back and then they didn't and they grabbed them and yeah and if you watch the like the videos that i have on my facebook that that's the whole purpose, right? Is they were just incrementally moving the, our group back to the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. So if you were an individual and you said, you know, 
I'm not moving. I'm going to stonewall right here. And you either arrest me or, you know, th those are the people who got arrested as far mm -hmm. as what I can see. And, and they, yeah, go ahead. What did, what did they say? So, so my understanding was um, from speaking with Heather was that this was a planned demonstration and that they had, they had sort of blocked off the street in front of the Capitol building. And so, you know, whether there was, I think there's a question as to whether there was a permit or not. And were they saying that you don't have permission to be here? What was their rationale for throwing people off of public property? Do you want to answer that, Heather? Or do you want me to? Uh, go ahead if, if you have an answer. <laughs> yeah, so here's the way I understand it. And I've, I've it's funny because when I was there, see, they, have a, they had a PA, right? They had an officer in charge. With a with a microphone, right, and then there was a dude next to him with a big speaker as a backpack. He's wearing a speaker backpack, okay. Yeah. And I have video of that too. I couldn't hear it very well in person, but when I watched my videos afterward, I could actually hear what he was saying. So my phone picked up, but my ears couldn't. Yeah. But from what I understand, and let me give you a little context here too, because I think this is kind of important. A lot of people have been talking about this. Is when you walked up to the Capitol that morning. I would say maybe one in 10 officers had a mask on. Okay. They all had a mask with them either on their side or around their neck, whatever. Only one in 10 is actually wearing them. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then the cops came out, like I said, at the batons, they moved us back about 20 or 30 feet. And then they kind of like stopped. And then there was an issue where they, all the cops at one point were issued to put their masks on. And then at one time, all the cops put their masks on. Okay. And you can see that in the video. Mm. And then a few minutes later, someone, that guy read over the loudspeaker and he's reading off of a card or like a piece of paper or something. And what I understand is he, he said that because we weren't social distancing and because of COVID-19, we had become a public safety hazard or something to that effect. I don't have the exact right verbiage, okay? Mm -hmm. And therefore, because we're a safety hazard or public hazard, then the property that we're on therefore becomes state property, okay? And because it's state property, then they can do what they're doing, right? Which is move us. And that's why they had to move us all the way back to the sidewalk because the sidewalk is the border between the public property and the now state property. Does that make sense? That's yeah. I'm I'm that's wondering what I the it. yeah. That's I'm wondering what the what did. yeah. Oh, that's that's interesting. I'll have to check the video because I'm just wondering what's the difference between state property and public property. Um, that it sounds like an interesting kettle of, kettle of worms there. Yeah, um, definitely is. Um. So okay. So that was the rationale. It's interesting that. So this this was after the demonstration had been going for quite some time, it sounds like. And all yeah, of a sudden. Well, and the thing is, is that there was, yes, they allowed it to go on for a very long time. They allowed everybody up onto the Capitol steps. After they pushed everybody off onto the sidewalk, then they put up these metal barriers, um, you know, the, the, the slatted metal barriers that block in interlock with each other right. to block off all of the entrances into the Capitol grounds. And so to keep us all off of Capitol property, when I went back at eight o'clock that night, all of those barriers were removed. And when, before I, you know, before they pushed everybody onto the sidewalk, 
those barriers weren't there. So, you know, when they, you know, like to your point, it wasn't permitted, but nobody had a problem with it until they decided there was a problem and then we couldn't be there. So, um, and then reiterating what Daniel said about the cops weren't social distancing. They didn't have their masks on. They were given a uniform order. And so they not only put on their um, either N95 or surgical masks, which I feel so horrible for those guys who had the N95 ones on because they also had the plastic shields down and black helmets on. Wow. It was in the nineties. Like it was hot. They had no water. Wow. Um, and it was an intentional and they, and they put on the riot gear and like they all had on the big bulky bulletproof vests. It, it wasn't just that they put on masks, like it, the, the, the new officers who came out to replace the first set of CHP people um, were a completely different breed, so to speak of, of, police it was it was very very different um, were they also chp or do you know the the second batch they there's rumor that it might have been national guard dressed up as but um because national guard was in the same hotel as several people and um national guard is trained in riot riot because you know we were rioting right um and i'm right. being facetious because nobody was rioting yeah and yeah. you know the only injuries that happened were to the citizens when they were arrested and pushed and right. um so yeah and daniel i know you need to get back to work um is there anything else that you want to add any anything else that you saw or that you think is important um i mean what what i would just like it was it was a sad day. Like that's how I describe it. And I was amazed at how many people I saw in tears and it, it wasn't because of fear. Like I didn't, I didn't feel like, you know, this guy's going to like bash my kneecap in with this baton or he's going to, you know, wrestled me to the ground and, you know, dislocate my shoulder anything like that. I didn't feel a, a fear of getting injured. Um, but it was painful in the sense that, here we are just trying to express ourselves, um, assemble just things that Americans do. Right. And have and have always been able to do, or should always be able to do. And, um, but I think it was really hitting people's hearts that here we are. And this is an example of, of our freedoms being taken away from us and, and temporary or not, I don't care. It's still wrong. Right. And, um, there was a lady next to me, really nice older Hispanic woman and she was all dressed up in a red, white, and blue, great lady. And I, I enjoyed being there with her that day. Um, and I, I glanced over at her and she had an American flag and she was holding it upside down. And, mm -hmm. and I asked her on my video, I said, um, is that the first time you've ever held an American flag upside down before? And she goes, yes, it is. And, um, and I had, I'd seen some other people on social media doing that in other parts of the, of the country. And I looked up what it means. And it, it basically means if you're in like a imminent place of danger, right. Um, and you need to like send a message that you hold an American flag upside down. And, and she knew what she was doing and she was doing it for that reason. You know, she really felt like her rights have been taken away from her. And um, so that's why people are in tears. I mean, it, it was, a sad day in America. That's what I keep telling people. 
-hmm. was just sad. It was the opposite of what I thought it was going to be. Completely caught me by surprise. And um, so if I just had to kind of summarize what that day was like, that I couldn't believe the tears. Every, as I just kept looking around, oh, that person's crying, that person's crying. The lady on my left was crying for like an hour, and the lady on my right was crying too. So I don't know if that helps, but that's yeah, kind of how no, we summarize it. And there's a media blackout on it for all intents and purposes. You know, the headlines are being spewed as anti-vaxxers are inciting things and it's like no i i the the anti-vaxxers the medical freedom people were outnumbered five to one easily maybe probably closer to ten to one i knew very very few people there yeah um i have found out after the fact that you know another couple of people were there that i know but i never saw them because the crowds were so big Mm -hmm. so yeah. And that's another question I had for you because I know you've been involved in the, in the medical freedom demonstrations for quite a long time. Um, Daniel has as well. You I, both I believe, have. Okay. Or has it been your wife mostly? I don't know. No, it's been both of us. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So for both of you then, um, how, how was this, you know, other than the police presence and what they did um, as far as the crowd and how people were, did you notice any big differences? Was it a different feel or anything that, that stood out for you? Mostly just a little bit more um, chaotic and uh, um, frustrated energy because there were just more men there and men have a different, you know, we, they have a different way of expressing themselves than the moms and the moms of vaccine injured kids are the ones who can show up every single time, barely down at the Capitol in the past. And so it wasn't that it was a worse energy. It wasn't that it was a more aggressive energy. It really was just that it was different. It was both masculine and feminine rather than just one. And um, I don't know, that's my take on it. Okay. Um, it, it felt It felt less organized and that's because it was, yes. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was three fine. different movements melding. This was right. three different groups. And, and the, the other two groups aren't just medical freedom people. You know, they're realizing now that they're medical freedom. Right. But the other two groups are business owners and, you know, people yeah. with kids out of school who are missing out on services and, you know, graduations. And, you know, and it, it, was, it was young kids. There, there was a homeless, like, 22-year-old who, you know, was like, I've lost my home and I'm living in my car down in SoCal. So I found out this was going on. I drove up last night with my younger sister, who's a surrogate. And so here we are. And like, and it was, this was so many more of the 70 plus year olds, the 15 year olds um, who have all been impacted. People in wheelchairs, it didn't matter whether they were elderly or handicapped, they still showed up. And some people wore masks, some didn't. Most did not because mm-hmm. the the seventy year olds that I know are saying, "Hey, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go." But living in my mm-hmm. house and losing my business is not the way I want to go. Right. I want to be out living my life. Right. That was what I heard routinely from everybody. So you know, like I may die from this virus even if I'm twenty three, but right now I'm going to die if I'm not able, or maybe not die, but I'm going to have an awful existence. If I can't work, if I can't just be out in the world. I mean, my mom's, my mom's 84 and she says the same thing. It's like, I'm not going to hole up in my house all day. Yeah. You know, yeah, live in fear. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
Um, yeah, and and yet at the same, I mean, you know, yeah, it was. It sounds like it was sort of three big groups that weren't together, weren't you know, hadn't organized together. But at the same time, from all the accounts and from all the videos that I've seen, it was completely peaceful until the police started pushing in. Yes, I didn't see any. And and even then, nobody on our side was aggressive back. There's not one report, to my knowledge, of a police officer being hurt. Mm -hmm. There are multiple reports of people being arrested, being hurt. I have a friend at the chiropractor right now and who's so bruised that her son can't sit next to her without hurting her arm. And um, another woman that I've been trying to reach out to isn't responding. And I finally heard from somebody else that she's doing, she's okay, but she's not okay. Like she's having a really hard time emotionally. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the one that I did talk to, I was trying to invite her to this call and at the last minute because the other person was you know was at the chiropractor and she's like I'm trying to get my stuff from the Capitol Police and I'm a mess I am in no space whatsoever to do this call maybe another time but she's like this was so much harder than I anticipated it would be and I can't believe that our police are being um you know she had to interact with a cop who's uh famous for he's smiling as she's being arrested and, um, you know, he's, he's being a total jerk today in person as well. So, and again, um, I think the people you're talking about, they're not newcomers to this. I mean, they've had interactions right. with the police before. Some of them have been arrested before. It's not like they, you know, it's not like they're total newbies and, and, you know, new to all of this. Um, right. Just quickly to wrap up, because we're almost at, at uh, go ahead, Daniel, did you have something? Well, I was just going to say too, it's like, that's that's one thing that was frustrating about the event as well is um you know we've we've protested on those exact same steps before and it's not been a problem mm-hmm. right? two weeks so, ago there were two officers it took them 30 minutes to show up when we called them because there was somebody who was being real acting really erratically and trying to take over the microphones it took them 30 minutes to send two chp officers to come help us wow. whereas this time there's no problem. And yet people are being pushed and shoved and, and, um, and there was, I, you asked earlier, uh, one of the guys that I saw who was really um, shocked, shell shocked face was from communist Russia and he had his kids with him. And he said, this is a sad day. My kids saw police. This was really bad for police because my kids saw them pushing and hitting and, and grabbing and hitting innocent men, women, children, disabled. So, um, so it, um, you know, he said that, that it's not, his son asked him, why are they doing this? And he said, I don't know, this isn't supposed to happen here. So. And why do you guys think, what, what do you think was behind this? What was the strategy there? Just your best guess. I wish I knew I, you know, the Capitol police initially, apparently were telling people this isn't what we want to do for the first round. They were, they were the people that we've seen before that second, the second and third and fourth waves that kept coming out. Those weren't the normal people, the normal CHP that we've dealt with to our knowledge. Um, but the, the first arrestees said that they were being apologized to. Um, then I heard that Newsom had said that he didn't give the order 
And so I, I, I made a point of talking to the officers about that. I'm like, Hey, he says that you didn't choose that you made the decision to arrest people today that you chose to get us off of the property. Are you okay with that? Because I knew that that wasn't the case. He had given the order and the arrest happened simultaneously in, um, San Francisco, LA and Sacramento. And so, um, and when I, when I said he, he's saying that you guys acted on your own, the three officers that I had eye contact with that I could see, you know, cause they're spaced like eight feet apart. One of them was poker face. One of them like had a really started look and the other one could not hold it back. He's like, Oh no, you know, and he's like, you could just, he could tell he didn't say no, but his facial and body expression was, oh, no way in hell, this was our decision. And so, and I, I said to him, I was like, are you guys okay with being thrown under the bus here? And they had, they had to be quiet because that's their job. But um, something, I don't know what the purpose is, but something yeah. was funny. And th- I'm sure that somebody has a plan, but I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, but I will, I will add this is that, most of the day because it took i think it took about two and a half hours from when they started trying to you know please move back please move back trying to move us back all the way back to when we everyone got to off onto the sidewalk i think it was about two and a half hours um but there's so many so many people trying to plead with the cops uh, and just try to get them to understand like for example they would say Remember the oath that you took, right? To uphold right. the constitution. Um, um, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. You should be on our side, right? Just that yep. it was like this constant, it was like a kind of one way conversation kind of, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I think uh, like we know, right? A lot of those, a lot of those officers probably know um, that and prefer to not be there. Like if you watch the videos I have, especially when it was the cops without the facial riot gear, yes. mm-hmm. you could see the look on their faces, right? They don't want to yeah. be there. Wow. And, and they're hurting, you know, they're almost embarrassed. Mm-hmm. It was a bad day for everyone. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know. I, that's, I would just add that, but as far as the why I don't, I have no idea. Yeah. And I don't know, Daniel, did you see when they backed off of the, um, the elevated garden bed because they were standing three feet above everybody like baton to baton for a long time. And so Lee Dundas, a civil rights attorney talked to him and didn't get anywhere. And then this guy named Cordy um, is ex Marine and he got on the mic and just started talking to them as military to military. And you could see like a softening in the body posture. And he would bring that up. He's like, Hey, I think I'm getting to you guys. And, you know, you're really, you know, you know, in your heart that this isn't what you want to do. We took an oath. You know, I called my CO who served two tours in, in Fallujah and, and whatever. And, you know, I told him what's going on here. And he's like, Oh no, 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 no. Our oath is to the constitution. It's to what's right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've got You've got to do a gut check. You know, that pit in, your, in the bottom of your belly right now, you got to do a gut check. That's your, that's your gut saying this is wrong. And so he kept going. So he did it for like 10 or so minutes and they took a five minute break and they played some music and then he got back on and they finally started moving down. So it was when 
we talked to them, you know, and, and it really, it took that one-on-one, well, one to what, uh, there were probably 50, 60, 80 of them up there. It was, um, you know, one person had that impact. And so amazing. all of us, all of us have our own power skill and he may or may not have been as effective as he had been. If people that Daniel was with down on the front lines hadn't already been laying the stage, you know, mm-hmm. the 15 year old girl saying, I just want to go back to school and come on, don't mm-hmm. you want your kids to go back to school? And so, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that was the kind of the unique thing. And that's why I say the energy wasn't hugely different because people were still connecting with them, even though they haven't been down there before that may have been their first time there, wow. but nobody was shouting obscenities. There were a few people at the very, very end that I heard, but for the most part, people were really trying to connect with the police and, and just yeah. say, you're on the wrong side of this. You need to join us, not fight us. Yeah, I agree. That's accurate. Okay. Um, I know you guys need to get back to your lives. I will, I'll wrap up. Thank you. Unless there's anything thank you, Brittany. you want to add. Um, thank you so much and um, keep up the good work. And um, this, hopefully I'll be able to get this up later today. So um yeah. Thank you. We need more people at the protests. Um, yeah. Yes. My plea is please, whoever's listening, please find a way to make it to a protest. Just be there. And, um, yes, because, you know, the constitution does not have, um, you know, on and off hours. Right. I mean, <laughs> right. it's there. It has to be there. We, we, we have no country without that constitution and the constitution designed to protect us from people like Gavin Newsom. Um, so we, we really need strong, strong presence at the protests. Yep. And if you can't be there in person, cause you're scared of the virus, then at least come down in your car. And it also, if you're deemed an essential worker, this affects you too, because when our food supply chain breaks, because we don't have people who can get there, you know, it's going to affect you. Even if you're essential and you can't get mm-hmm. food, you're affected. You know, your kid's out of school. It's going to affect everybody. Yeah. Who knows how long that yeah. affects you. So even if you're working, my plea is, is that people need to take the day off of work. The next time there is something, everybody, like we need a mass boycott of work for one day. The next time there's something, because right now legislature's meeting in that capital today, and there is no public yeah. there due to the, even though there's an open meetings law. So they're wow. breaking the law today. Wow. So, um, wow. You know, we, it really has to be the United States as a nation. Our people, everybody needs to see that this affects them. It's true. It does affect a, pay, a paycheck isn't not being affected. So, yeah. And our mm-hmm. parks, the fact that those are still closed, the grills are closed still, you know. So, but we yeah. pay for those, just like we pay for all these government people to be doing whatever it is they're doing right now. So yeah. they're getting a paycheck. They're doing okay. But the rest of us are not. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Thank you both so much. All right. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thanks, Daniel.